Good morning and welcome to Laurel Heights. You see on the screen three passages and that's where I'll begin this morning. And while you're turning to those passages in your Bible, let me remind you, our website is where you can find all the sermons in audio format. Our Facebook page is where you can find Thursday previews of what is planned for Sunday. It's very easy and could do good for you to share what you find on our website and the Facebook page. Now those three passages, I believe you'll see what they have in common as soon as we read them. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 9, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self. From the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 33, verses 15 and 16, there is this description of a good person. He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, who despises the gain of oppressions, who shakes his hands, lest they hold a bribe, who stops his ears from hearing of bloodshed, who shuts his eyes from looking on evil, he who dwells on the heights, his place of defense will be the fortresses of rocks, his bread will be given him, his water will be sure." Then also from the Old Testament, a passage you'll be familiar with in Proverbs 23 and verse 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Of all the ugly shapes and styles of evil in our society, one that is easy to overlook is Dishonesty. Dishonesty may not be as dramatic or even as open as other sins. Some kinds of dishonesty may never appear on your news feed, may escape the notice of the public, and may seldom be a topic of conversation about what is broken in our time. But these passages speak of the value of one's commitment to truth. Transparency, where various kinds of disclosure are necessary. Telling the truth. Integrity. Keeping promises. I've mentioned this before in connection with other studies. Several years ago, Peter Kim and his associate, James Patterson, wrote a book under the title, The Day America Told the Truth. In this book, the authors report the results of extensive research and surveys. They talked to 2,000 Americans from a representative section of our culture with promises that their names would not be made public. 91% admitted that they lie 
on a regular basis. 62% said there's nothing wrong with an adulterous affair. There's more. There are websites. I will not give out the names. These sermons are recorded. I don't want to give publicity to these websites. There are websites where college students can purchase term papers and doctoral discourses. One such site offers doctoral dissertations, and for an extra charge, they will guarantee a certain grade you can specify. There is shoplifting. There is the misappropriation of funds in businesses and in government. There's lying on job applications. There's employee theft. And of course, websites with false information often shared on social media platforms. Principles of honor and integrity, trustworthiness and decency have long been one of the evidences of sin in the world. It may in some cases just be carelessness about facts, but often dishonesty is practiced for some intentional personal advantage. So the question for us is always the same. What does the Bible say? We're going to take up the subject of honesty, and here's a good place to begin. I want to talk to you about internal honesty. John 8 verse 32, Jesus connected two things, truth and freedom. And he put it this way, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you Free, So he connects truth with freedom. Well, let's apply that. I need to listen to God's truth about what he's telling me about myself. I need to internalize that information. Respond to that information. Only as I face the truth from God about my life, can I then respond obediently to God and be free from sin? Now here's where people have issues. Here is the bottom line. People often are not honest with themselves about who they are and what they're all about and what's inside that produces what's outside. If I lied to myself, I carve out a pathway of destruction in the future. And if I lied to myself, it is most likely I'll be inclined to lie to others. And even if I just lied to myself, that form of personal dishonesty is wrong and doesn't lead me ever to a valuable place. We all need to open the Bible and face what God is saying to us about us. About our lives, our attitudes, 
our long-term prospects for either good eternity or otherwise. In our preaching and in our teaching, here's something we talk about all the time. We bring it up often. Self-examination. And I'm afraid sometimes what we do about that is we engage in a very quick process. We devote no serious time to it. The preacher read to us in the Bible about self-examination, about truth and freedom. So I'm going to examine myself right now. Yes, I'm good. See, the quick process, the instant self-examination doesn't have the value that consistent long-term self-examination will have for us. Self-examination, in fact, ought to be an ongoing process of letting God tell us the truth about who we are and what we're all about and what we need to do. And then we need to face that truth with intention to act, often to repent, to do better, to honestly face where we are and move in the direction given in Scripture to grow in the specific areas where God has directed us in His Word for us to grow. It is often very easy to detect where others need to grow, what others need to do, and how others need to be honest with themselves about what God says. We need to internalize what God is saying in His Word to us about who we are now and what we need to do now. I need to tell myself the truth about myself. And God wants to reach me with that reality through His Word. Let me say that again. I need to tell myself the truth about myself, and God wants to reach me with that reality through His Word. So let's begin here. Internal honesty. Humble, ongoing self-examination. That's where honesty needs to begin. Nobody knows you like God. Nobody knows you like God. Nobody knows me like God. And it's in His Word that He gives me and He gives you absolutely an objective evaluation of where we are now and where we need to be. And we need to have that in mind internally all the time and be honest about it. You shall know the truth, the Lord said, and the truth will set you free. If you want freedom, go back to the truth and begin with the truth about yourself that God in His Word conveys. John said in 1 John 1 and verse 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Self-deception holds us back. Internal honesty with the Bible open can take all of us forward. All the way to where we want to be after we die. Internal honesty. Honesty. As we listen to the voice of God in His Word, 
one simple component of honesty is keeping promises. We talk to our children about this all the time. We model keeping promises. That's a component of honesty. In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, listen to verses 1 through 7. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. To draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know that they are doing evil. Do not be rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore let your words be few. For a dream comes with much business, and a fool's voice with many words. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than you should vow and not pay let not your mouth lead you into sin. And do not say before the messenger that it is a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity, but God is the one you must fear. Add to this what the Lord said in Matthew 5.37. It is so simple. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Matthew 5.37 Now, who is our model? Does God keep His promises? Perfectly in keeping with any attached conditions. We need to be like God in that respect. Now, you can make a promise and forget without being intentional. Forgetfulness isn't what we're talking about now. We're talking about making a promise without intention to keep it. And that goes to an absence of integrity. I heard someone say one time, when you speak a promise, it is like you are signing a contract to do what you say. I think that's right. And that ought to be how Christians think and speak. One component of honesty is doing what you say you will do. It has been observed that sometimes we write checks with our mouth knowing we cannot cover what we said. I've heard about something called a pie crust promise, easily broken and with no filling. Those should not be spoken by us. So in the Bible, honesty has these components we need to be aware of. Internal honesty, letting God tell us who we are and what we need to do. Keeping our promises. And then third, obviously in our speech. 
Honesty should obviously be a standard when we open our mouth. So we're back to Colossians 3 and verse 9. Three words. Do not lie. You need any commentary? You need a lexicon, a dictionary? Do not lie. I think it's one of the easiest sins to commit. All you need is just a little bit of pressure, a little temptation, a tongue, or a keyboard. You are in a tight spot. You're under some pressure in a conversation. And your immediate desire is to smooth things over. So you tell a very quick lie and then you try to forget it or justify it. The internet and social media has made it so easy. Here's how easy it is. It's gone. Sin. It's so easy to pass on a lie. It takes too much time sometimes to think about it and stop and ponder the matter and research or check a source. Something appears and we agree with it and we quickly share it. And it turns out it wasn't true. What do we do now? Honesty in the complete biblical sense is a moral challenge that requires thought and commitment to God. Good discipline and some thought about what we're going to say or what we're going to post or what we're going to text or email. It is God's simple prohibition. Do not lie. In Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. I'm going to take you there in just a moment. Proverbs 4, 23 to 27. You know, cheating is a form of lying. We are representing something as the truth that isn't the truth. Years ago, some colleges tried the honor system, only to discover that only a few had honor and many students took advantage of the system. So it was given up. Paul spoke to integrity and transparency when he said in 2 Corinthians 8, 20 and 21, providing for honest things not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Do not lie. Proverbs 4, 23 to 27. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot Always away from evil. Mark Twain said, A lie can travel halfway around the world while truth is still lacing up her boots. Number four, be honest with God. Here's what I mean. 
When we speak to God in prayer, we must always tell Him the truth because He knows the truth before we pray. When we speak to God in prayer, we must always tell Him the truth because He knows the truth about us before we pray. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. He knows everything about us perfectly. Whatever we hold back, Whatever we do not reveal to Him, He knows it already. Hebrews 4.13 No creature is hidden from His sight, but all are naked and exposed through the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. Add to this something I mentioned from the same context a moment ago in 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What if we don't confess them? We have them. We've committed them. But we hold back. You know what that means? If we are guilty of sin that we are not admitting to God, that sin remains against us. It doesn't just go away. It remains against us. Think about, think about not being honest with God. Now just that phrase sounds serious. We are guilty of sin, but we're holding that back from God. We're not doing what God told us to do about it. Yet He knows what we've done. Let me add another dimension to that. Whatever is troubling you, that you talk to everybody else about, honestly speak to God about it. Whatever is troubling you, when you pour your heart out to everybody else, honestly speak to God about it. Because he has more compassion and wisdom to anybody else that you could talk to here on earth. His compassion and his wisdom, we need to access those blessings through our honest praying about temptations we face. Weaknesses and sins and challenges and stress and troubles and pain and resentment. Be honest to God about all that. You know, here's something we say in many different contexts. Relationships are built on trust. It's no different with God. There should be no reluctance on our part to speak honestly with God. He wants us to come to Him with everything we're coping with. All that troubles us. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, Call to me and I will answer you. Psalms 147 verse 3, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Why wouldn't we go to Him and honestly pour out our hearts to Him? Be honest with God. I want you to come back at 5. And I'm going to provide an illustration at five of a man who in his prayer 
was absolutely honest with God. He poured out his heart and God responded. So, given everything we've studied from the Word of God, how serious is the virtue of honesty to you? I need to ask, how serious is the virtue of honesty to me? Being truthful is basic to good character. Being truthful is essential to serving people and pleasing God. When we are honest, trust can be authentically formed with people we deal with. When we are honest and our word matters to us, all kinds of conflict and disappointment is, is avoided. Honesty is a safeguard. It is a virtue. It contributes to influence. It is a key element in being a follower of Christ. And when we are sincerely committed to honesty, we're doing the will of God and that always works to our good outcome. But I'll close with this remark. Revelation 21 and verse 8, All liars shall have their part in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. May each of us resolve immediately that we're going to serve God and serve others with honesty. Christ died to make that possible, and that leads me to this. If you recognize that God is above all, that the Bible we've studied from is His Word, that Christ is the Son of God, that sin is the problem, you can be redeemed by the blood, then here's what the apostles said. Hearing that message, believe in Christ, repent of your sin, confess your faith and be baptized, and live faithfully hereafter. Won't you come while we stand together to sing? <clears throat> when we walk